Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Development Focus on the Home Straight with Musubudi Whitehead. It's Kaya FM 95.9, home of the Afropolitan. And a young Afropolitan we're talking to today is Kulegani Kubega, who is a goalkeeper and has a fantastic story with the World Cup kicking off in just a few days' time. This man will be in Brazil to watch some of the biggest stars in the world plying their trade. And it's all thanks to the Copa Coca-Cola under-15 football program as they continue to unearth some of the best teenage football talent around the country. Kulegani, welcome to Kaya FM. Uh, thank you, sir. Thank you. Yeah. Well, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, firstly, before we get into it. Uh, who is uh, Kulegani and how did you start playing football? Well, uh, I'm Kulegani Gupega. Uh, I'm a goalkeeper for Mamelodi Sundowns Academy. I go to Clapham High School, currently living in Pretoria. Well, it started off at the age of three, I think, mm-hmm. for my soccer career to, let me say, bloom. Uh, I was just playing with a little tennis ball and then my dad held my foot because I kept on falling Mm -hmm. and he held it and showed me how to kick. So then that's when my love for soccer or football started. Development Focus on the home straight with Musawudi Whitehead. And we just had a beautiful moment here in studio because as I played that little bit of an interview that we did five years ago and introduced him, he also almost spoke here in studio on the mic. But that was you five years ago. Oh man, how time flies. Do you remember that? Yeah, of course. Uh, I remember it. You know, it was a beautiful time. And I think it's a memory that I could never forget. Yeah. Kulegani, welcome once again. And um, since we last spoke to you, at that time, you were part of the uh, Clapham High School team that won the Copa Coca-Cola. And then by virtue of winning that tournament, went to Brazil to watch the FIFA World Cup. uh, And that was the one that uh, Germany won. If I'm not mistaken, 2014. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, what was that whole experience like to go to Brazil? Do you still remember? Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, there's some things in life that, you know, no matter how many years ago they were, but some memories don't fade away. Uh, I remember it like it was yesterday. So, you know, thank you to Copa Coca-Cola, the under-15 tournament, for giving me the opportunity, you know. It's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and thankfully to God as well, I was able to grab it with both hands. And out of the Copa Coca-Cola, when you played there as a young man in the under-15 tournament, of course, it opened other doors. Um, in addition to the work that was being done by all your coaches at Clapham High School, you then moved into the junior national teams and began to achieve some success. But let's go back to a little bit. You told us when you first came here that you started as a centre-back. How did you become a goalkeeper? Yeah, of course, you know, when I was still young, you know, football was more like a hobby. And then, yeah, so I started playing as a centre-back just so I could run around and I had a lot of energy. But then, you know, yeah, as I got older, I was a bit lazier. So one day we went to club football and, you know, they didn't have a goalkeeper. So I went in goals and then, yeah, that's where I started enjoying the position as a, being as a goalkeeper. And you spoke then about when you decided to become a goalkeeper and said, your father said, yeah, are you sure? Um, and he is someone who has played uh, quite an important influence on your on your football career. You spoke then about how he supported you um, to go as far as you can. And um, is that still the case now? Yeah, of course. You know, my dad has always been a pivotal role player, with including my mom as well. And, you know, he's still the same today. He's always pushing me, always reminding me of my goals when I feel down or when I have bad days as well. He's just so supportive and thank you very much to him as well. Now, back to the issue of being a goalkeeper. 
increasingly um, the debate in South Africa has been the lack of goalkeepers, young goalkeepers coming through the ranks, especially when we look for people who are going to take over in the national team for a long time. People were saying, but who else if Kune isn't there, especially after the sad passing of uh, Asenzo Meiwa? In terms of being a goalkeeper, how challenging is it? Because it's more of a technical discipline in football. Yeah, of course, you know, being a goalkeeper is pretty challenging and I think very challenging, I think, because, you know, if I, if I make a mistake as a goalkeeper, it's 90%, 99% chance that it's a goal. So, you know, you need to minimize your mistakes. And, you know, as goalkeepers, we also mature a lot later in our careers than uh, outfield players. So I think it's just about remaining patient and just, you know, learning the basics and most of all, keep calm on the field because your calmness could be whether you lose or win. Is that patience difficult sometimes? I mean, you, you, you're a national team goalkeeper. Uh, and yet, when you look at, in, 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 in club football, you look at all the teams, you say, hey, they've all got guys who've been there for years. Um, is it difficult to be patient and, and hope your opportunity will come? Yeah, of course. You know, it's not always easy. I don't think anything worth having in life is, is easy and it comes by easy. But, you know, uh, some people say patience is virtue. So I always just, you know, remind myself of those words whenever I feel like things are not going my way or things are taking their own time. So, you know, I'm always just patient and I just keep working hard. And I know that one day is one day. It's the home of the Afropolitan, Kai FM 95.9, speaking to a young Afropolitan here on the home straight, Kulega Nigubega, who joins us in studio here to talk a little bit about his own journey and viewed in the light of the Copa Coca-Cola uh, under-15 tournament, which opened many doors for him. He has traveled full circle because he's now an ambassador for the tournament, which uh, saw him go to Brazil and watch the World Cup there as part of the Clapham High School, who won the tournament back in uh, 2014. Uh, on that, you know, when when you're a goalkeeper and on this football development focus, we often talk about the importance of coaching, coaching from a young age to develop a player. And that especially in the modern game, the days of eh, one ball challenge and think that you become a professional player, those chances are slim, even more so with a goalkeeper. Tell us about some of the people that you've worked with, coaches in particular, that have helped you to perfect this art. Yeah, you know, I, I've worked with a lot, a lot of uh, goalkeeper coaches and a lot of coaches in general. So I think naming them would take me the whole day. But I think, you know, there's there's coaches that have really played a good part in my life. And, you know, they've taught me the basics, you know. Coming through academy also helped me a lot because there you get uh, proper goalkeeper coaches and mm-hmm. they, 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 you know, know what they're doing. They also went and studied coaching. So I think they are able to teach me the basics. And, you know, one pal for me... As much as people might say otherwise, but I think as a young boy, you know, I think it's 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 good to balance one pal and, you know, like academy coaching. Because, you know, for me, one pal, it teaches you a lot of basics, you know, mm. it's a small space. Like what? Yeah, small space. Exactly. exactly. There's Many a lot of touches. People, exactly. So your your footwork grows and you you are able to perfect it in that way. So. I think it's it's also important to play one pal, not just on the soccer field, because, you know, as South Africans, we're also very technical. So I think it's important that we, we live out our culture and we grow from there. Yeah, exactly. And and learn those skills that we learned playing, uh, playing on the streets. And even though it isn't um, 
I don't know, even though it isn't as prominent as it was for those who grew up in the 70s and 80s playing one palette, Estratini, it's still, when you see it, or when you see it done well, shall I say, it, it, it shows you the best parts of South African football. And then you go to Copa Coca-Cola, there's Kulega Nikopega, and uh, you start to catch eyes even before that as part of the Clapham team. What was it like then to get your first national team call-up for the under-17s? Yeah, you know, it was overwhelming. I think when I got the call-up, I didn't believe it. But, you know, eventually when I went to camp and we went to Namibia to play a Four Nations tournament there, I think that's when I realized that, you know what, it's actually happening and it's the beginning of a long journey ahead. And, you know, I worked hard and I was able to stay in the national team setup. Yeah, and uh, you were part of the team that, that, that qualified for the Under-17 World Cup. Yes, yes, yes. Under Mulefentiki. Under Mulefentiki, What yes. was it like working with him and now he's Bafana Bafana? Yeah, of course, you know, as, as, as human beings, I always say that you must wish someone the best, you know, because uh, flowers don't bloom at the same time. So I think it's great. You know, he was very patient. He worked very hard. And I think he's a great coach. I think he's a great people's person as well. So I wish him all the best in the Bafana job. And I'm quite disappointed that we didn't get to see Bafana play. You know, I would have loved to watch his, watch his first game in charge. Mm, yeah, same here. I have that feeling. And then when you get to the World Cup, the huge stage. Now I made a FIFA World Cup. There's the anthem. And there's Kulegani Kupega standing. What was that like to be at a FIFA World Cup representing your country as a 16-year-old? Yeah, you know, there's some words that, you know, words sometimes fail to explain emotions that we feel. So... I really don't know how to explain it. I think I'd have to borrow my body for a day or two so you can really feel all those emotions. <clears throat> but yeah, wow, it was ama- amazing. It was amazing. And, and, and then from under 17, because uh, of the work of the likes of Malefenseki, and then we already had Vision 2022, which spoke very importantly about continuity between the age groups a lot a large part of your cohorts that played in that under-17 World Cup and then moved on to the under-20s, and many have been fortunate enough to play in either one or two of the under-20 World Cups that South Africa qualified for under Tabo Sinong. You've been fortunate enough to be at both. Was it was it better for you um, to go to the World Cup having been to an under-17 World Cup? Did you find it easier to adjust? What what was that like? Yeah, I think it it, uh, it felt it felt a lot easier. And, you know, sometimes when you get to a stage, sometimes emotions and pressure gets overwhelming. But mm-hmm. after I'd been to the Under-17 World Cup and I'd been to the first Under-20 World Cup, when I went to the second Under-20 World Cup as the captain of Amajit, I think it was a lot easier. And I knew that I had a bigger responsibility in the team to lead the team, you know. So I think having the experience from the two previous World Cups really helped me a lot in being able to stay calm and, you know, show the boys that uh, we can do this. And, you know, the road ahead is difficult, but it's possible. Talking to a young man who is clearly a leader and has a bright future ahead of him, young Kulegani Gubega. He is a goalkeeper for Amajita, been to two World Cups and, of course, he's captain there before. But he's here also talking about football development in general as he shares the story of his own development starting in the main through his participation in the Copa Coca-Cola Under-15 tournament. And, and, and with being in the spotlight comes criticism. And that's an important part of football development which we often overlook. We say, no, they must go and play and they must have, they must have fun or whatever. But now here you are, a young man, you're 19 or whatever, you're 17, you're playing 
where everyone is watching because South Africans we watch three teams and then we watch the teams when they go to big tournaments. When I say to AM fit are viral tubes, Rochelle into an I'm fit now as a network about the dissociationing, you know. So, so then you're on this stage where now people, some people are seeing you for the first time, and also some people are criticizing you for the first time. How do you reflect on the performance of the team, especially in this your second? under 20 world cup where there was almost a chance it looked at the beginning that these boys might go through to to uh, the next round how do you f- reflect on that yeah i think you know the journey from the qualifiers was very difficult you know because when you play qualifiers not a lot of people are there to support you and not a lot of people are aware of the qualifiers so it was difficult in qualifiers as it was difficult in fcon and at the world cup but you know when things didn't go away Especially at FCON, you know, we, we, we draw first game, we mm-hmm. draw second game, and it looked a bit rocky and sketchy. But then we, we gained strength from our performances in the qualifiers when no one was watching. And, you know, sometimes social media can be detrimental. Yeah. So I always try to, you know, balance social media because social media can make you the best. If you have a good game, you're the best player in the world. But if you have a bad game, then you're the worst player in the world. So you must always, you know, balance social media and just know that you know what you're the best and you must tell yourself every morning yeah and 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 looking back on this important time in your life looking back on age group football how important has it been for you because now you you you're you're going into your into the senior ranks will be trying to break into the senior national team one day will be trying to uh, break into the first team of a psl side as you're still with downs in in uh, the development reserve structures how do you reflect on the importance of age group football yeah, of course, uh, age group football is very important. And, you know, I think uh, credit to the development of South Africa as they are going uh, to younger structures as well. Some teams even go as, as low as under 11, under 12, under 13 now. So I think it's very important and credit to the Copa Coca-Cola tournament as well. You know, under 15 is a very delicate age. Tell us why. Yeah, I think, you know, it's it's in it's the middle between uh, the transition age to, you know, like post-development sort of because... You know, from 16, 17, 18, you know... It's getting you, serious. Then. Yes, there you start getting strong, fit enough to play in the uh, top sides in the PSL and all over the world. You look overseas, young boys playing in the uh, first teams from 16, 17. So I think, you know, under 15 is really a delicate age. And, you know, um, the Copa Coca-Cola tournament gives the platform to those young boys as they did to me. And, you know, they, they give them the exposure that's much needed to be able to progress. What have you seen in terms of talents? Because you've gone full cycle now. You participated in the tournament. You won the tournament. And your former school, Clapham, are the defending champions this time around. I've seen some good boys there, especially yeah, from that uh, well Clapham Sundowns team that have also been involved in the future champs. Uh, young Pito, I think he's a bit older than 15 now, but some good players. What have you seen in terms of the talent uh, in the Copa Coca-Cola this year? Yeah, you know, the Copa Coca-Cola is a tournament that really helps young boys get exposure. So having gone around to the different provinces and having watched the provincial finals, I think, you know, Copa Coca-Cola really helps unearth the boys from all the different parts of the country. And if you go around and you watch those tournaments, I think you you really see that, you know, uh, we have uh, abundantly, we have an abundance in talent here in South Africa. And those boys are really magical. I saw one boy in KZN. Mm-hmm. Uh, I even took a picture with the boy. I think he, he was amazing. You know, he's, he plays in the midfield and he was great. He was great. Goalkeepers? 
yeah, even goalkeepers, even goalkeepers, you know, it's just that, you know, when you have a, a large pool of talent, you know, you always have to have your favorite. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, even goalkeepers, I saw uh, quite a few, quite a few very talented goalkeepers. And, you know, sometimes it breaks my heart that, uh, you know, maybe when I traveled, I didn't maybe take an extra pair of gloves for them or something because mm-hmm. you find some of the goalkeepers using their hands to yes, save the ball. Yes, a lot in junior football, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. so I think sometimes now I know that, you know, when I travel to such tournaments, I need to maybe carry an extra pair of gloves. And then, you know, the goalkeeper, I think personally really played well for me then maybe i can give them the pair of gloves or the goalkeeper i see that needs them the most you see yeah yeah beautiful story here being shared on car fm 95.9 a message on the transformative power of sport and certainly for kulegani gubega who's joining us in studio um sport has definitely changed his life what can we look forward to in this year's final yeah you know this year's final you know since we played uh Back in 2014, 2013, and in 2014 when we won it, I think I'm not going to say we weren't talented, but I think the talent has really improved. <laughs> so I think, yeah, you know, it's growing from strength to strength and it's getting bigger and bigger. We can expect great football. So, you know, I encourage everybody to rally behind the under 15 Copa Coca Cola tournament. And we're heading to KZN this year. So we ask for the that, national finals. Yes, for the national finals. So we'd like the community of KZN, Numlazi, and all the surrounding communities to come out in their numbers to support the little boys. In terms of you, where do you see yourself in the next five years? You were here five years ago. When you come here in five years' time for another interview, where will you be? Yeah, of course. I'm, I'm glad you said I'd come back in five years' time for <laughs> another interview. Because, yeah, then I'd have another story to, sh- to share. Yeah, but I think, you know, ultimately I'd love to see myself uh, rubbing shoulders with the best in Africa. So that would be playing regularly in uh, the first team of Mamelodi Sundowns. You know, they they playing week uh, year in and year out in the Champions League so you know definitely definitely that's And you already have some experience in that regard in terms of the qualifiers and the under 20 Afcon. Yeah, of course, you know, Africa is a difficult place to play. So, you know, having that experience really brings a lot of weight and helps me settle in a bit better. Okay, so so you're not going to tell us more. I see you keeping your cards close to your chest. You say you you hope to be. Or you're not going to say, ah, I'm going to be at the Senior World Cup. Because you've been to under-17, you've been to under-20. You could be the first South African to play at three World Cups. Under-17, under-19, and under-20, I mean, all three. Yeah, of course, definitely, definitely. But, you know, uh, only time can tell. And, you know, you, you sometimes you must keep your cards close to your chest and just let people see them for themselves. Ah, man, I love it. Kulega Ali Kubega here talking about the Copa Coca-Cola. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Musi Whitehead and I'll be sharing uh, all those details about uh, when the national finals are coming up. And uh, if you've been listening to this uh, interview and you heard that story about the gloves in particular and want to help with the gloves then uh, here, there we go. You can find him on Twitter at Kule20 underscore Spanish or just follow me at Musi Whited. I'll be sharing all the information. Kule Gani, thank you so much for joining us in the studio, my brother, and uh, all the best. Hopefully, we'll see you in uh, first team for the Brazilians in the near future. Thank you so much for having me in studio. And yeah, of course, definitely. I, I, I wouldn't say hopefully. I'm saying you'll definitely see me there soon. Ah, beautiful. And that's it uh, for our football development focus for today. Rewinding, Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.